Welcome. We are your hosts for Bitches Be Brave. This is Heather Hobbs. And this is Bev Steele. And together we are everyday working women trying to raise a family, succeed at our careers, stay fit and healthy, and still look hot. It's our hope to address the issues that we deal with every day and to bring you the knowledge and information from the top experts so that together we can truly thrive and experience wellness in all dimensions of life. And because we care, please remember the thoughts, comments, and advice of this podcast and our guests do not substitute medical advice and you should consult your doctor before starting any new program. And we'd love to hear from you. Please email us at bitchesbebrave at bitchesbebrave.com or visit our website, bitchesbebrave.com or Instagram at bitchesbebrave. Welcome back. Episode 24. And we are so excited about today's guest. I think we say that every time, but I'm super excited this time. (laughs) Natalie Jill is with us today. And for those of you that don't know, I had done, I recently did her full body reset program and was just, it was a changer for me. It was a big game changer. It kind of opened my eyes to doing things that I hadn't done in a long time. And I'm really excited about this conversation we have with her today. It was a game changer for me in a different way because (laughs) when Heather and I went away, she had been on Natalie Jill's full body reset program and I had not. And there was a big difference between. Well, there was not, but it it was. Um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it was such a, it was an eye opener. Like, for one, I think like you and I both, we've always kind of been the let's cleanse and starve ourselves and deprive ourselves and like work out as much as we can to get the results we wanted. And her program was very different. It was very focused on mindset and eating fat, carbs, and protein at every single meal or snack. And so for me, I kind of first felt like it was eating so much more and I was nervous about that, but it was amazing. And she's such an amazing, like realistic person that I felt, and I knew, and today's conversation kind of proved that, that I just felt like she is one of us. She could, yeah. we would be friends. And actually, I'm not the star cleanse like you are. I'm more, why can't I have ice cream? It's, it has dairy. <laughs> <laughs> I agree hundred percent. If you, we talk a lot about it in the podcast, but just look at Natalie Jill's Instagram. She's, she's got it all together. And great abs. <laughs> Yeah, I've just saved it to her screensaver. So. I, I did, I did. Um, but I just think that it it's so great that it's just not about the weight and, you know, how great I look. She she just digs a lot deeper and it really... It's, yeah, so definitely on that. I mean, we've talked, in, in fact, you guys have heard a lot of it on our previous episodes. I mean, some of the things that I went through, meaning like figuring out the Hawaii exercise and your driving core motivator. Um, so she has a big focus on your mindfulness and your state and kind of getting that in check. And I think she makes the nutrition piece something that is very doable for anybody, very realistic. I mean, I was allowed to have wine during it. So that made a big difference. Yeah. Cause you would have checked out early. I would have checked out <laughs> super early. Um, but yeah, I was able to do that and I felt yeah. like, Oh my gosh, I'm eating a lot and I get to have wine. This is, this is a win-win. So if you like what you hear, please, please, please go to Apple Podcasts and give us a rating, give us a comment. Heather and I are very pretty new in the podcast world, and that's super important. And please share the podcast with anyone that you think 
might find it of value. And we are going to do a book giveaway. So Natalie has her new book, Aging in Reverse, which we're going to talk a lot about on this episode. And we are going to give away a free copy to anybody who can go on and tell us why you love this episode on our Instagram. So not to anybody, we're going to do a, we're going to do a raffle, but we are going to give away a free book. And so go on, listen to the podcast and comment on our Instagram on why you loved it and what you're going to do with that yeah. new information. So you'll do a rating and a review and then go to the Instagram where we have Natalie Jill's uh, announcement of the podcast and just do a comment that you rated it. And if you tag three friends, we will put your name in a couple more times. So here we go. Okay. We are here today with Natalie Jill. And Natalie Jill is a fat loss expert turned high performance coach. She helps people across the globe reach their health, business, and life goals. As a licensed master sports nutritionist, fat loss expert, and functional fitness trainer, Natalie has helped hundreds of thousands of people worldwide step into their best version of themselves and in turn has created a global recognized brand. She's been recognized by Forbes and Greatest for the few years running as one of the top health and wellness influencers in the world. She's a best-selling author and has just recently released her newest book, Aging in Reverse. She's also the creator and host of the top-ranking podcast, Leveling Up, Creating Everything from Nothing. And Natalie, I love that when I've heard you say that you kill fat for a living. Yeah. And how to, maybe you can go back and kind of tell us your story on how you got here from where you were, which was in corporate America. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah, so I've been killing fat for a living for years. Um, it's just meant different things over the years. Um, most recently, it was meaning the fat on our bodies, uh, like as you experienced in full body reset, um, mm -hmm. but literally killing the fat on our bodies. Um, and it's transitioned most recently to uh, what I call false assumed truths. And I believe that's what holds uh, women especially back from achieving so much in our lives is these beliefs that we tell ourselves mm -hmm. um, of why we can't, why there's not enough time, why we don't have enough money, why we're not genetically blessed or why whatever. It's what I call false and truths. So I, I kill those. And going back to um, who I was before and how I got started in this, you're right. I was in corporate America for a number of years. Um, I spent my first 14 years really uh, working in corporate America, doing something completely un unrelated to health and fitness and nutrition and fat loss. Um, but what I did do then, which I still do now, was I was a problem solver. I was a sales director. And what I always looked for is how can I help uh, create a solution to a problem. So that's something I always had working for me. And that's what I did in corporate. And that's what worked for me for years and years and years. Until, uh, until it didn't, until I had my own personal rock bottom. And through uh, navigating my way through my own personal rock bottom and sharing authentically with people um, that I didn't know online, um, that's really where I got the start of my online business initially. That is awesome. I mean, one of the things I'll tell you that I know that has set you apart from any program, and I'm going to tell a funny story, kind of, I've, I've seen you on Facebook, I followed you on Instagram and Facebook. Um, my past, I was a dietitian. I was a dietitian in training. I taught fitness classes for many, many years. But over the years, I think what I've come to as a, um, whenever I needed to lose weight, it was like, I'm going to cleanse. I'm going to starve myself. I'm going to yeah. deprive myself. And if it didn't hurt, if it wasn't painful, then it wasn't going to work. Yeah. And I remember I did your one week free trial, your one week kind of free, um, 
program and I loved it. And I remember you were kind of advertising for the full body reset. And I'm going to be honest, it sounds so terrible. But one of the things I was thinking was, what do you like? I already know this, you know, like I know what to eat and what to do, but I, for the first time in my life said, you know what, but I want to try something different. And you've said that you're like, is it working for you? Is what you've been doing? Is it working for you? And my answer to that was no. Yeah. And so why not? You know, it's six weeks and we did, we had a trip to Mexico, Bev and I planned okay. and it was six weeks from that day. And I remember going, I'm going to do this. And I went in and the first thing that I n- noticed about your program that separated you from any other program or anything I've come across is that your first and primary focus is on changing your state, mm-hmm. right? Your, your mindset. And it's such a powerful process. And we'll talk about that maybe as we go through this today um, yeah. and kind of some revelations that I had out of that, that I've shared with Beverly too. But what influenced you in your life to kind of make that the forefront yeah. of your program? So I, you know, it's, I've noticed, and it's, it's a never ending um, journey. I'll, I'll say it's a journey um, of learning um, who we are and, and what works in life. I think every woman understands that it's like this forever evolving journey. And, um, you know, the common theme I was starting to notice with myself, uh, with clients, uh, in every area of life was this idea of your mindset around it, of making a decision of changing how you're thinking about things. It became evident to me years ago that we are a result of thoughts and actions. So everything that we think, everything that we do gets us to where we are right now, right here today. And actions are really simple to do. Like you, you hear to do something, you do it. I eat this food. You don't eat that food. You move your body this way. You lift this weight. Like it's easy to take actions, do more, create more, but that thinking is really difficult to change um, because we stay stuck in ways. And when we're stuck in ways, we repeat the same actions and then we get the same results over and over and over again. So what it finally dawned on me that it doesn't matter what tools I give somebody, it doesn't matter what workouts I give them, what nutrition, if we don't address those thoughts, those 60,000 thoughts a day that we're having in our heads, their actions are never going to change. And no matter what I tell them to do or what I give them to do or challenge them to do, those thoughts are going to interrupt it and it will be very difficult to make those actions stick. So it became very evident to me that that was in the gap of women not achieving weight loss. It was in the gap of women financially stuck. It was in the gap of women not in the relationship that they want. You know, it was really everywhere. And I thought, I really need to address this. Um, The challenge with addressing it is not the actual addressing it <laughs> like that women it's people don't know they need to address it. Like they come, they come in kicking and screaming. Like, I don't want to change my thoughts. I don't want to believe it's my mindset. Just tell me what to do. It's the do, do, do. Just tell me what to do. What yeah, do I take? I, what do I do? <laughs> I think that's, you know, cause I was picking Heather's brain after seeing how fabulous she was. And I think we actually talked about this on an earlier podcast, but yeah. she talked about an exercise and I'll let you talk a little bit about it, but looking at the why, you know, why do you want to do this? Well, to lose weight and look great. And then the why, the why, the why, and what she ended up with. So I decided to try it. And I thought, okay. it's kind of ridiculous. So I did the why, the why, the why. And when I ended up getting to a place, I was like, oh my gosh, I had no clue that it was heading that way. And it really yeah. was eye opening. And I think that, you know, we kind of stay up here thinking, oh, I don't want yeah. to do that because of this or whatever, whatever our excuses are. So can you talk a little bit about that exercise? 
Yeah. So it's the 10 levels deep of a why, and I call it a driving core motivator and getting to the root of what holds us back. So if you look at anything in your life and whether it's weight loss or financial, I mean, you literally anyone listening can pick anything that they're not achieving right now that they want, like anything that they want. And what I'll say is, why do you want it? And your first answer is not the reason you want it. It's the reason you believe you want it. It's the reason you've been sold you want it, but it's not really the reason that you want it. In sales, you know, I, I was in sales for a number of years and I don't look at sales as like a, some people look at sales as a negative connotation. I, I think being a salesperson is, a, is an honor. Like a, a strong, good salesperson is a solution person. It's someone who finds solutions to problems. So I do consider myself a salesperson in that way. When I used to take, uh, when I would sell to doctors down their path of um, making a decision to be more profitable or to take something on where I knew I could help them, I would always know that their first objection was not the real objection. So I would take them 10 levels deep. It was like, okay, if they say, I know I can't afford it, I needed to go deeper because I wasn't addressing the right thing. Most people stop at that first objection. So I applied that same thing to women and what their goals are because that first thing they say is just like an autopilot thing. And it's really not it. Like how many times do we default just in life, not even weight loss, just in life to, I don't have time or I don't have money. It's too expensive. I don't have time. Like we say that all the time. However, every single person listening knows right now, if something happened to one of their kids, if their kids need something, it was life or death, they would find time and money for it. <laughs> like when it matters, it matters. Yeah. Time and money are not an issue with important things. Yeah. So, so the bottom line is that that's a, that's a fake answer. It's never time or money. It's never time or money. There's always a way much deeper, peel the onion back, deeper why. And when you get to that why, wow, that's mm -hmm. when change happens. Huge. And I'll tell you, I mean, my example, um, and I'll kind of shoot right there was, was super interesting. I mean, it started off with why I, well, I'm going on vacation. I want to look good in a bathing suit and it right. peeled down to, um, me in the end, not feeling smart enough. Therefore I always mm -hmm. had to look good enough. And, and it was such an interesting concept. So I went back to me having a late birthday and me being the youngest in my class and my mom always wondering if she should hold me back. And I blame, and I kind of blamed her, right, for that mental. But in the end, I'm like, she was be, trying to be a good mom, trying to do what yeah. we all do as moms and like doing the best she could. And so powerful. It almost takes away then that pressure of um, it's not just about looking good, it's about feeling good and feeling yeah. in control. And if it doesn't have to be the primary like reason for my being or my yeah. success, then it, it, it becomes a different thing. Yeah. And that, I love that you just shared that because if you, let's just take the example of that. Like when people say, well, I want to look good. Okay. So, but what happens, what's wrong with that goal? Like if you say, I want to lose weight or I want to get healthy because I want to look good. And that's, that's as deep as you go. And you don't really understand what that means or why. Then what happens is you're out with your friends and you have a glass of wine and you have some chocolate. Now you feel real good because you're like, you have that glass of wine and you're feeling really good. So now you're like going to eat the cheese plate and the chocolate and party all night or whatever. I'm just giving one example, but like, because you felt good, you address that thing. And then you're wondering and beating yourself up the next day, like, God, what's wrong with me? Why aren't I sticking to my goal? Well, we never actually got to your real why. We never got to your driving core motivator. You stopped at the surface and then we gave you a surface solution, that glass of wine, and you're mad at yourself now. So that's, that's what happens when we do that. Or if you just, if your goal is, I just want to lose five pounds, you know, and then you get on the scale and you've lost five pounds. Okay. Well now we don't have the bigger picture. Why? So we get a little laid back. We skip our workout, whatever. And then we're mad at ourselves again. Mm -hmm. But when you get to the root of the why you don't cheat on yourself, when you really know what you know, you don't cheat on yourself. You don't self-sabotage. 
I love too when you say, what's the reward, right? And I, the example you give about if you come home and sit around in your like sweatpants, you know, and it feels yeah. good, but um, that reward is short term, right? Versus- yeah, very short term. Like, and I, that's why Ellen, on your couch in the sweats watching the movies, you do feel good. Like there's no reason to change. But then we're at the party in the tight jeans, feeling insecure, and we're like, I'm going to change. But then we put ourselves back in a comfortable zone and we don't. So that driving core motivator, there's so many keys to success, but that driving core motivator is up there in my top five. Awesome. And I love that. And that was so, it was so powerful. And so, so everyone knows, I think your, your whole focus was really on the triangle, right? So you've got your change your state, which is always first and foremost. And the second was plan your plate. And here's another one that was just very different for me. So um, something about Bev and I that our our listeners now know, but we've both been vegetarians for about 33 years. We do eat fish. Okay. But you're more um, pescatarian. Yes. Pescatarian. But I would say, and you're probably the same way, Bev, but my mornings consisted of a protein shake. And so when I started your plan, your, your direction was really to focus on whole foods. And use that as a must if you need to, if you're, you know, in a bind, use protein powder, but for the most part using whole foods. And so I felt immediately like I was eating so much more and I was like, this is crazy, but I'll be honest, it worked. I I don't weigh myself and I couldn't because that's like a whole nother mental thing for me, but I changed. And I think I sent you my pictures. Um, I did. I had a a really good change. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. How do you feel about weighing yourself because we're different in that way. I have to get up in the morning, go to the bathroom, take all my clothes off and weigh myself. (laughs) It's just what I do. Yeah, (laughs) My husband does it too. So I haven't weighed myself. I I haven't weighed myself in over a year. I I have no idea what I weigh right now. Um, I would know if my pants were too tight. Like, and, and by the way, if my jeans are too tight, I automatically first go to the, the dryer must have shrunk off. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> be a little while. But, but my indicator is when things stop fitting or I don't feel good or I see, like that's, I don't like the scale for me. I'm not against the scale um, if it's working for you. I always go back to, is that working for you? If it's working for you and it's not throwing you into a tizzy and a loop and that's what's keeping you accountable, then that's fine. For so many women though, the scale is dictating their, their mood for the day. And that's what I don't like because if you're the kind of person who your scale says one number and you feel fine, the second it's two pounds different, you're depressed, then that's a problem. And that's, that's when I don't like it. Yeah. So that's no, I really I think like it, it is a, ch- a real, a check for me. Like, okay, I got off a little yesterday. I need to. But does it change your mood and how you show up yeah. that day? That's what, I, like, not does it change your eating habits and your workout habits, but does it right. change, if it changes your mood and how you're showing up, if you're now biting your husband's head off, if you're now snapping at everyone you're working with, that's when it's a problem. Right. So right. if that's not the problem, if it just dials you back in, that's different. For me, it would change my entire demeanor. It would change how I show up that day. So I don't want it that for me. I'm on the same boat and I've been that way for a while because I would, I would look in the mirror in the morning and feel good about myself and then yeah. I'd weigh myself and be like, how dare I feel good about myself? Yeah. You know, I would put myself down and just give self bad self-talk. And so that was a, that was also a great part of, I think your program that there wasn't that yeah. emphasis on weight. And, and I, you would, I, you saw people in full body reset. It's not, it's not that common, but there you'll see people in full body reset. I know you saw it on the, some mm-hmm. of the zooms that where they say, I'm feeling great. I have so much focus and energy and my clothes are fitting better. And then I got on the scale and I just, now I feel like a failure. And it's like, well, then why'd you get on the scale? Cause everything else was working. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah. So the scale is typically not a lot of women's friends. So for someone that hasn't done resistance training yeah. or weights or whatever, would they expect not a big change if they're replacing that fat with muscle? It, 
It all depends. It, it honestly all, everyone's so different. And if you've never worked out before, you're going to gain muscle and muscle it takes up more, uh, takes up less volume than fat. So pound for pound, it's going to be heavier basically. So like five pounds of muscle and five pounds of fat take up a very different amount of space. They both weigh five mm. pounds, but five pounds of fat is going to take up a lot more space. So yeah, the scale is not going to budge as much, but you're going to, but you will look different. So it really all depends. Now, somebody has a lot of weight to lose, they're going to see a pretty dramatic difference. Someone who's yo-yo dieted, they've also messed up their metabolism. So there's a little balancing act. There's a lot of variables there, so many variables. And the scale is just not the only indicator to go on. I mean, there's so much more that makes the difference in how we look and feel and show up. So I just don't like the scale as that only indicator. <clears throat> that's, that's huge. I think mm-hmm. so. one of the other things I think that... Uh, and I'll let you talk about it. So you talk about, um, in your book, you talk about value, volume, vegetables. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I know you, your whole focus is really on protein, fat, and carbs and kind of that, right, that correct yeah. ratio. But what I love is there really was no restriction. So I'm going to be yeah. honest. And I think, again, our listeners know this. I love a glass of wine. And so yeah. I think that was one of my first questions, like, what about alcohol? What about yeah. wine? And um, I just, you know, you don't like to feel limited. And yeah. I think that was one of the great things is that you had a philosophy on you. In terms of starchy carbs, you let me swap yeah. it out. <laughs> yeah. So wine is not actually a starchy carb, but I count it as that on my plans. Mm-hmm. And I, I do believe in people having a life. Like I'm not, I'm not about like, you can never have these things. And I don't feel innately that there's anything wrong with wine. Um, so it's, it's what it creates and causes you to do with some people, some people, not everyone. Mm-hmm. But if you're somebody who can have a glass of wine and it doesn't create you eating a, you know, a box of cheese, then it's fine. It's just counting everything. So I would have people count that instead of a starchy carb and have a glass of wine. Just like I think somebody in our full body, the one that you went through, it was their birthday and they said, I really want a piece of cake for my birthday. What should I have instead? I said, you should have the cake. Yeah. Just count that as the starchy carb. But it's, it's, if you go off of deprivation, that's not a lifestyle. And that's what I don't like about so many diets out there is it's, it makes you feel like a failure because you're being human. Yeah. I like that you brought up birthday because I love your story about your daughter and how on the birthdays you do something really scary. Mm-hmm. And I, I have three daughters myself. Yeah. And I think, gosh, all I do is get cake for them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Just so that's for my, for my birthday. I, every year I commit to doing something that scares the heck out of me every year. So last year I paraglided the year before I went skydiving. I've gone, I've trekked glaciers. I've done, I try to do something like that just scares the heck out of me every year. And Every year leading up to it, I don't really know what I'm going to do. I kind of wait last minute to what what's one of my thinking is going to scare me. But um, it's just, it goes back into, that's this is a whole nother message that I never even touched on, a full body reset or aging in reverse. It's sort of my new messaging I'm focusing on for what I've got coming up. But um, I'm really a believer of surrendering and not, I love the word surrender. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I'm like committed to getting it tattooed on my arm so I don't forget yeah. um, the word surrender. But um I think so many women can relate to control. Like we try to control everything. Like we could try to control our schedules, our lives, our spouses, our kids, our jobs, our, like we control everything, even our bodies and aging and like control, control, control. And the more we control, it becomes like, it's like moving, you know, moving target. Like we never fully control everything. And it's when you fully surrender, it's in those moments of surrender that we actually live. So when you're actually fully present and you're not controlling and you're enjoying life and you're fully present and focused, you are living. And when you do something that scares you, you are fully present and you are living. So I think of those moments going up in that airplane before I jumped. I remember every single white knuckle moment of that. I was fully living. I was scared to death, but I was living. 
and talk about a fast forward to meditation, a fast forward to whatever, I believe in reminding myself of that art of surrender as much as I can. That is really powerful because it's true. I mean, I can think just thinking of hearing you say that story, I can almost hear like when you can feel your heart beating, right? Yes. Like through your skin. And that is the epitome of being present yeah. at that moment. Yeah. And that if you think of a child, um, maybe, it, maybe it's not you as a child, but think of your own children. Like some, some women can't remember themselves as a child this way. But when you look at a five-year-old or a six-year-old and you look at what a, a, a typical five-year-old, not everyone, but you look at them, they're super present. They're, very, they're not aware of time. They're just very mm -hmm. present. They are full of possibilities and wonder that anything's possible. Um, super uh, in the moment. They're not distracted. Like it's such a cool place to be. They're living. They're like, they're confident. They're living. I think the key to aging in reverse, which is so much bigger than what I teach with diet and workouts and mindset is that art of surrender and bringing back that youthful. And you know, it's interesting. I named the book aging in reverse for that reason. Um, it's just such an advanced concept for people. Like I have to meet them where they are. Like if I dove into the book with this, I think I would have lost people. They'd be like, wait, I'm not there yet. I just want to get the fat off my body. I just want to fix my wrinkles, you know? So I have to meet people where they are and I drip some of this in, but my goal is to get people to that art of surrender. Well, I love how you do. You focus on the vision. So a big part of kind of going back to the beginning is um, you have, you know, before you do anything, you have people do a vision board. You have yeah. people write out, you know, what makes you happy and how can you fill in the good in your day and make it yeah. more of a, com you know, a routine constantly. Yeah. Um, and it, it made me think I was reading the other day and I came across a quote that said, life isn't about finding yourself. Life is about creating yourself. Oh, I love that. And yeah. I loved that. And it just, it made me think of the work that you do, which is just being intentional, really being intentional about what you want and what you see yourself. And you have to do things every day, right? You have to mm. create a plan to get there. Yeah. You have to decide what you said. Creating yourself is, is making a decision. It's like deciding. That's why I just mentioned that tattoo. I'm 47 years old. I've never had a tattoo in my life. Like I literally this weekend decided I wanted that. And I've been obsessing about it ever since. Like I want to write it on my arm to remind me to surrender because it is a decision. It's always you know what's really pretty is the white tattoos. I could see. I've never some, seen that. They're yeah. really pretty and they're not so. Yeah. Check it out. That would I be will. really pretty I'm for surrender. I might do it. Yeah. I like it. I'm going to start a trend with a surrender tattoo. Yes. Yeah. I've, want, I've kind of like secretly wanted a tattoo on my arm my whole life. I've just never done it, you know? And I, I was like, well, I just always blamed it. I don't have the word. I don't have the thing. But now that I have it, I'm like, I'm, now I can't wait to get it. Yeah. I, I guess that's true because I'm, I'm the same way. I'm like, I barely know. I didn't even want my ears pierced. Like I was yeah, just yeah, one of those. Like, yeah. yeah. And so, but I'm like, I guess if it hits you, right? Like, it, like that's when you'll know. It hit me so hard and I'm like, I ha now I like, I can't get it fast enough. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I was, like, was going to say, maybe that's your scary thing for your birthday this year. Maybe it's it is. Tattoo. You know, yeah. You're right. That's a good point. And then I have to September. It does September. hurt a little, I hear. I don't so have I have to September. Yet. You're giving me more time. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I will do that. You're right. Yeah. Well, I want to ask you a question because I had written down some questions as I was going okay. through the book. And so one of the things that you wrote about that I don't think you really brought up, at least I don't remember in the full body reset was about, um, which is so interesting, metabolism and body temperature. Mm. And you talked about that um, as we have a, as our body temperature lowers, we decrease our metabolism, which mm -hmm. turns into increased weight gain, which we typically mm -hmm. see around our mm -hmm. ages of mm -hmm. premenopause and menopause. Mm -hmm. And so um, if you could talk a little bit about that and how nutrition, how diet, how lifestyle, how all of that kind of can impact. 
Gosh. Okay. I, I'm, I, I can talk about it. Um, what I want to share, what I'm, what I want to say that's bigger than that though. And this is where I was hesitant of sharing that in the book. So the, I had this like little battle with my publisher just to be real. Oh, shoot, <laughs> there, sorry. There's a battle with the publisher about sharing science and sharing things about aging. Um, and drawing that line between that and my false assumed truths. And I know you know what I'm talking about because you know yeah. what that is. So bigger than science and fact to me is belief system around things. So I feel very strong that when we start believing our metabolism is slowing or then it does, or when we believe that our thyroid's creating issues or our hormones are creating issues, it is. So in the book, I do share what research shows overall, but I also believe that it's a decision still and we will find and create what we believe is going to happen because we'll find evidence to support that. So yes, there is a slight definite truth to all of that and controlling it and fixing it. Mm -hmm. But there's also the belief that you control, you manifest what you create. And if anyone's doubting that, if that sounds woo to anyone, I'm just going to ask you to think of biting a lemon right now. Because when you bite a lemon, what happens? Yeah. Your mouth. Yeah. 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 So it's the same thing with your body. So yes, your metabolism changes based on a number of things, including body temperature. And it changes based on what we're eating. But the bigger bear in the room, the bigger mm-hmm. thing is our belief system around it. So it's so yeah. funny. You're like the 10th person that's asked me that question. And every time I'm like, I knew I didn't want to put that in there. <laughs> but, but this, I just wanted to put that sort of out there with that because it is, because that throws us right back into the control and I, and I, I don't, what am I going to do? I'm getting older and all of that. But that's, yeah. that is a huge part. And I'm going to tell you, yeah. you saved me with talking about the false assumed truth. So I signed up for the full body reset. And I think yeah. probably a week later, I went through this insane, crazy medical weird issue okay. that popped up. Um, and I had to go on and I'm a, I don't like taking pills. I don't, I'm, yeah. I don't like doing that. And I ended up having to do four rounds of antibiotics wow. and two rounds of steroids. Yeah. And so you heard I was, weight gain right away. I yeah. was freaking out. And so I didn't want to do the second round. I'm like, no, I don't believe in this and I don't want to do this. And I'm trying to lose weight. We're trying to go to Mexico and I'm yeah. like trying to get myself right. And I remember I went on and I blogged and someone wrote, you know, it's a false assumed truth. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm going to stick with that. Like, I am not going to let yeah. the second round of steroids like pack on. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. I'm happy to say, I, I don't think yeah. you did. And so, yeah. So, and I want you to know, it's not a woo woo thing. It's not like, I just, I just decided it's not going to happen. It didn't yeah. happen. But you, what happens is you have those thoughts that it's not going to happen. And then you don't, you take actions to support that. And that's what I want people to connect the dots with. If you believe you're going to gain a certain amount of weight, you're going to take different actions because you're believing I'm going to gain 10 pounds. So I'm just going to eat whatever the heck I want. I'm not going to, why bother working out? You start believing those things and then your actions reflect it. So the opposite happens when you're like, no, that's not going to happen. And I'm focused on full body reset. I'm focused on losing the fat. I'm focused on doing this. You're still taking consistent actions. Because mm-hmm. the bottom line is, and, and, and this is, I don't want this to be taken out of context because I would never tell somebody to do this. But if you just ate fish and broccoli, that's all you ate, fish and broccoli, do you think we would have a weight problem? Yeah. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. No. So it doesn't matter what diagnosis you have. It would be pretty much impossible. It would be pretty much impossible. So my point behind it is it's, it's the thoughts first and then the actions we take because of the thoughts. So we have to work on those thoughts first and those beliefs. Yeah. It's almost, you know, it's, oh, I'm over 50. That's why I'm yeah. nothing we can do. And Gosh, exactly. Yeah. All the time I hear it. Yeah. I hear it all the time. Your metabolism slows down. My hormones change. All that. Right. 
if you believe so. I refuse so. to believe that. Yeah. It's, it, I always say, if you say so, I always tell people, if you say so. Yeah. If you yeah. say so. And then I think of the biggest loser, although I know it's not the way to go on the biggest loser, but I just am in awe, all yeah. the shapes and sizes and everybody is able to. Yeah. Because they're told they will. Because they, yeah. they, they will. If you know you are going to, you will. And they're motivated to do so. And my other question is the gun in the head principle. If you think about that, like if there was a gun to your head, what would you do? <laughs> like, would you be able to make something? People are like, I can't do it no matter what I try. If there was a gun to your head, would you? Yes, yes you would. It's capable. <laughs> You're capable. Mm -hmm. You're capable. Yeah. And I want people to realize that first. And it really making the connection that it is not woo-woo. I'm not saying it's that, but it's just, it's a step that's so important and it's critical first. Yeah. My husband and I are always talking about our non-negotiables. So we yeah. kind of keep each other in check. And it's like, oh, I thought your stretching routine was a non-negotiable. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you a funny story about the stretching thing. So I, um, on social media, looks like maybe six months ago, I said, I'm going to learn the splits. And I'd never in my life done the splits. I wasn't flexible, never, ever tried. But I'd been for years being like, I'm going to try the splits. And I never did it. So I finally, I was like, you know what? I'm going to test my whole concept here. I'm going to do all the things I talk about. I'm going to come up with my driving core motivator. I'm going to decide it. I'm going to declare it publicly. I'm going to commit to the process. I'm going to do all the things. So I did that. I went on social media and I'm like, in 12 weeks, I'm going to do the splits. This is what I'm going to do. I had never done the splits before in my life. I committed. I practiced every single day. I think I skipped maybe three or four days the whole time. In 12 weeks, I got to the splits. It was incredible. However, let me share this part of the story. I haven't done it since. Not once not practiced since. And recently I was like, I'm going to try to do the splits. And I, had I had still could do kind of there, but I had lost a lot of it. And I was giggling at the whole experience because it was interesting how when I decided, I declared, I committed, all that, it happened. And then as soon as I stopped, I went back. So it's so powerful what you believe and what you practice, all those actions, it all works together. And it was, that was one reason I, I showed that. And when I look at why don't I do it now? Well, I didn't stay committed. I didn't declare I was going to do it past the 12 weeks. I certainly didn't decide it. I didn't do all those things. So as long as you know the reason, you're in control. But your goal was you were going to do the splits. It's kind of like this, you know, where you, someone says, I'm going to try to lose weight. And they're like, yeah. well, you did. You tried to lose weight. Yeah. No, you didn't lose yeah. weight. <laughs> and I did. I did the splits at 12 weeks. Yeah, I just exactly. didn't say I, was, I should have said I'm going to do it and be able to do it forever. <laughs> like yeah. I didn't. I didn't complete the rest my, of my life. Yeah. 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 Be careful what you say. Yeah. Well, so the other part um, that I, it was really funny. So love your weight is the third part of the triangle. And I was listening to one of your I don't know, podcasts or one of the, the Facebook calls that you did. And I was on, I happened to be on an elliptical machine. I was in a okay. hotel room. So I travel a lot every week and I'm in and I'm on this elliptical and your topic happened to be if you're just sitting there doing a long, drawn-out <laughs> cardio workout, it's what's it going to do for you? You know, it's not going to necessarily yeah. take you to the next level. You're going to have to keep upping it and keep upping it. I'm like, awesome. Thank you, Natalie. I'm off this thing. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It was good. But it was, um, it, that was another big mind change for me. Because yeah. Rev and I used to be, we've met running. We used to be marathon runners. I used to do triathlons. And yeah. about the long haul. It was about the minutes that you logged or the steps that you logged, you know? And, um, so maybe you can talk. I mean, when you told me, I remember you totally. said, you don't like you and your amazing abs and your body that you, you focus more yeah. on high intensity. And so maybe can you talk a little bit about Yeah. Your so I used to be that person. I would get up every single morning and I would go do cardio for an hour on an empty stomach, like every single day. And I literally thought my world was going to fall apart if I didn't do it. Like it was like, that was my thing. Get up every morning, go to the gym, do cardio for an hour empty stomach, come home and eat. That was like my plan. And I 
never stopped doing it because I was had this belief that I was going to gain weight and all the stuff. Mm-hmm. But then I started really researching and digging in and it, there was nothing that really aligned with it. It didn't really make sense. So yes, when you do long, slow cardio, percentage-wise, you're burning more fat of the calories you burn. You are burning more fat. However, you're burning less overall. And what you are doing is creating a calorie deficit that makes you hungry. So then you eat back what you just burned, typically with most people. But when you train at high intensity, short bursts of high intensity, and you use progression and intensity, you not only speed up your metabolism, you create more muscle, you grow fast twitch muscles, which needs more calories at rest. And you speed up your metabolism throughout the whole day. So all around, you're doing something better long-term for your body. But the long, slow, drawn-out cardio makes you hungrier. It's not doing a high percentage, a high amount of, of fat and overall calories makes you hungrier. It's also not great for your body. If you look at the position you're on, on an elliptical, it's not functional. I mean, you're like either leaning, you're not moving your whole foot. Like you're, you're literally like doing something your body's not meant to actually really do. It's not even moving how your body moves. So you're creating other problems. So to me, it's just this big waste of time. Now, if someone really enjoys it, awesome. If that's like your way to go and read and do it. But if you do it because you think you're getting healthier and burning fat, you're, you're definitely not. Now, if you really love the elliptical and you want to fight me on it, I'm not going to fight you. I'm going to say, is it working? And again, I always go back to, is it working for you? If it is working for you, I'm not going to tell you when to stop anything. I don't personally do that anymore. Nothing is working for me until I have abs like you have on your Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) You can get them. My new screensaver. Yeah, she did. She literally just did that. Yeah. Uh, You can totally get them. (laughs) Yeah. But I, I, it's so true. And I do love, I know, um, Cause for me, I do love my nature walks. Like I, yeah, love, and I love walking too. I love walking, but that's different. See, that's different than the elliptical. There's yeah. more benefits to that. When you're walking in nature, you're connecting with nature. You're getting vitamin D. You're moving your body the way it's supposed to be met, uh, be moved. It's a form of meditation. There's so many benefits to doing that. There isn't those benefits to the elliptical. Right. Elliptical is awful. <laughs> yes. Definitely. How do you feel about a Fitbit? If it works for you, so I don't, I don't have, I don't have a Fitbit, so I don't, I can't really speak on it, um, so I don't know. Um, but I, it's a, it's about tracking and everything. See, I get, I'm putting the Fitbit, and maybe I'm wrong because I don't know enough about it, but I would put it in the same category as like the scale. You're, you're now holding yourself accountable to being measured, and I don't love that. I don't love the measurement thing because I feel like it sets you up for this failure or disappointment in yourself. So that's just me. I don't love something that's keeping me. But again, if it works for you, like I, I, I'm not going to change anyone's habits on that. If it works for people, awesome. Like I know a lot of people love to count their steps. There's a lot of, there's a lot of benefits to things. For me, that would put me, I already have issues with control. That would put me in a whole other level. Yeah. I obviously do too. I'm weighing <laughs> myself every day and I'm married to my Fitbit. If I lose it, I have to run well, another one. But let me rephrase that. It does, if it's work, it always goes back to if it's working for you. So yeah. It doesn't mean my way is the only way. You know, mostly women come to me because something's not working. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm there to hold them high and help them figure out how to make it work. But I'm not here to serve everyone. You know, there's people that are, don't need me and that's great. It's, so it's not about that. Where it's hard for me is if someone comes to me for help, they're, they're asking, they're surrendering to me. Like I want help. And then I'm telling them what I see and then they don't like it. <laughs> that's a whole different story. So yeah. that's, that's, a, but if they're not coming to me, I'm not giving them my, you know, unasked for unsolicited advice. Right. Right. You have to be ready for it. I think, yes, and, you know, you some do. of it, um, 
I mean, something I've believed in for a long time that I, I heard you say was, you know, it's about your, the people that surround you too. You have to surround yourself with positive people, yes. minded, and that support you in your vision, right? And there's some accountability. And I think to the Fitbit, you have that kind of, she has a competition online, but that's yeah. so huge. I think in anything, right? Like whether, cause I talk about that in the corporate world about, mm-hmm. you know, you need to have a calm, your board of directors, your people that support you, that you can go to, that yeah. you mentor back and forth. And I think, um, that's so huge. And that could be a big detriment. I know you spoke about that a lot. Yeah. And my Fitbit group is family that are in different parts of the world. So we kind of cheer each other on. And I think that's awesome because community is super important. Yeah. Yeah. I I love community. So wherever people find that, that's great. Yeah. And we, uh, Heather and I both work for large corporations in sales. So yeah. what you're saying resonates with me and I'm very goal oriented. So I like to have a plan and yeah. uh, So, but I still don't have abs like you. So (laughs) I'm going to look at that. (laughs) She looks good. She does. Um, It's so awesome. So you said you're working on, so your next step, which I love. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a bunch of, I've always got a lot of things kind of percolating, but I, I always know like the direction I'm taking people. And really my next step is I'll never get rid of the nutrition or the workouts. In fact, it's, it's very much a part of me and what I'll create. Uh, the, the full body reset I'm doing right now is the very last full body reset live I'll ever be doing. I'll still have the program for people, but I won't be doing it live anymore. Um, I'm moving into some, some bigger pictures of things. I, I really, I have a, a, a grander vision for teaching women how to let go of control and surrender. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to get women back to that childlike state because I think that's how you truly age in reverse. So I have a lot of things in the works. I have a membership site in the works that, um, in the next few months, people will be hearing a lot more about um, that's going to be a theme around that, um, really a community that we were just talking about that for, for women um, that really want to age in reverse and really take that on um, and have like-minded women. I am loving, my, one of my favorite things to do are my high-end retreats. I do retreats. I have one coming up this August where I have it's always like five to 10 women max. Uh, we spend a whole weekend together. We go deep. It's like that you're in the experience. So you leave with results, you leave transformed, you leave with changes. I love working with, that's my personality. I want to get in there and get it done. Like I don't want to take years. <laughs> I want to, so I, I love what I attract to those retreats because it's, it's usually my, my women. It's like, they're like me and they want it. We want to get in and we want to get it done and it's fun and it's high energy and we, we make changes and we have breakthroughs and it's just, just such a fun weekend. So, so that is a big, a big thing. And then I've got, um, you'll be the first ones that I tell this to. I have, um, I partnered with a new app, um, that's going to be releasing here shortly. That's going to be, I'm moving all my workouts over to that. So I'm super excited about that where I'll have a series of seven minute workouts, um, for people to do anywhere that are, that do that, that get you those abs that help you change your body. So lots of good stuff in the works. Awesome. Right. Is the full body reset? Has that started the last one that you're doing? So the last one started, people can still join this week. Um, okay. we're in prep break now, so they can still join that at the okay. full body reset.com. Okay. Um, this full week after this week, they can still join. It just wouldn't be the live version, which is fine. People can do that. The live version is great. Cause you have the zoom calls with me every week. You've got a Facebook group, but if you miss the live and you do it, you can, it's still great. Um, right the live, this is the last live I'm doing. So this whole, uh, this up until I, gosh, it's already at the end of the week. So up through this weekend, I believe people can still join that. And then, um, yeah. And then after that, I'll be sharing in the, 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 uh, the VIP weekend, people can still apply to that's just nataliejillapply.com. That's application only. And, um, we, I literally, me and my partner for that, we hop on the phone with people, make sure they're the right match. We're super picky about who we let into that. 
Um, we want to make sure everyone has an amazing experience. And then I'll be announcing in the coming month or so about the app and the membership opportunity. Exciting. We'll put yeah. all of that information in Thank our show you. notes. As far as your retreat, uh, where is that and where would they yeah. get information? San Diego. As at my, um, you don't personally stay at my house, but we hang out at my house. We're, we're here the whole time. I've got my chef. I've got everything. It's awesome. Um, and to find out about that, you just go to nataliejillapply.com. I don't have like an official sales page. What I have is an application process. So basically I want to make sure by the answers people write that it's even a right match. And then I get on the phone with you and we do a, a quick call. There's no charge to that, but we get, we have a call, um, go a little deeper and then, um, either it continues with me or my partner with this and we, and then we, there's an invite for that. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, Heather. Well, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Well, I will have six of them. So this will be our, I'll, this will be my, this will be my sixth one. Sorry. This will be my sixth retreat. I love them. Well, all I can say is that I, I have done pretty much everything out there in the world <laughs> that there yeah. is to do. And this one, this one was a huge game changer for me. And I think just the way you connect to people is just, you're so inspiring. And Thank I you. really do appreciate that. And I would highly recommend, um, I mean, the full body reset was amazing. And then to go from that to your book, by the way, because I think the book kind of yeah. took you a next step. You, you yes. took out dairy. You took out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't scare people that bad with full body reset. Right. You ease into it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but still, I mean, I think, I think it's still fantastic. So thank you for what you do. Thank, thank you. you so much for coming on and sharing all of this. And um, we're, we're so excited for more to come from you. Yeah. And awesome. I just wanted to say that Heather and I started this podcast because we're always talking about the newest thing, the latest thing, what we've tried and just have Heather be so like, oh my gosh, this has totally changed the way I think. Yeah, I mean, She's so well read and knows so much about nutrition and fitness is yeah. amazing. So I was so excited to meet you as well. And I love that because by the way, I, that's, I don't, I mean, I can help anyone, but I actually, the women that already have a basic knowledge of stuff usually will thrive faster. So I welcome it. I'm not trying to turn somebody's world upside down with nutrition, but I, and at all. And you, as you saw, I didn't, I build on it. I build on what you knew. I add more to it. I'm not changing your whole belief around it, but I do challenge people with the mindset part. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's great because a lot of times we think, and, and I joke about my abs, but yeah, I, I haven't. Yeah, ever gotten there? But you can. Do, but you haven't decided you wanted them yet. You're not like fully decided. Yeah, I know. I've got because when you decide, you'll have them. Like when right. you decide, you take the actions. It happens. Right. Yeah. I love That's it. True. So, Natalie, we like to ask uh, all of our guests, "What does it mean to you to be brave?" What it means to me to be brave is to take risk and show up as you. Um, and I say that because so many women are wearing masks. I mean, literally wearing masks, I mean, me included, we wear makeup, we wear, we have, we are saying the perfect things. We have the perfect answers. We polish everything up, make it perfect, you know, and to me to be brave is just to be raw. Like, and look, I'm not saying go out with like, you know, your hair in a messy bun and no makeup on. Like, I don't know that I do that either, <laughs> but that's not, maybe that's not what that means, <laughs> but just showing up as you and not being scared to, um, to answer as you and be authentic. Like, so to me, to be brave, this brave is to be authentic, be you, uh, be raw, be real. Awesome. I love it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Natalie. Thank you. We, awesome. Thank you so much for being on here. Thank Have a you. Great one. Bye-bye. Okay.